welcome to Odd Drummer Gaming, the podcast about stuff. My name is Edmund. Um, it sounds like I need to pump up the gain a little bit. I don't know. Um, I am currently using the ATR2100, I believe. Maybe I should back it back down. Um, I'm kind of reorganizing my room at the moment. So my quote-unquote office drum room is completely in disarray. And I had the, well, I, I have the Rode NT1 recently purchased. It was set up, actually, it wasn't set up. Why did I say that? Damn it. But I decided I was going to use the ATR2100, and I can't... I didn't. I was too lazy to swap out the Rode NT1A uh, shock mount, and I couldn't find a, a little microphone stand. So I was like, "Okay, let me try the US the Blue Yeti." And I couldn't figure out how to listen to the um, audio because the the what is, who cares. What am I talking about? Who cares? God damn it. This show, I'm I'm titling this the Halloween special, but it's only because I, I watched two horror movies recently and I didn't get a chance to watch a movie based on video games. That's why it's going to be Halloween special. There's nothing special about it other than the two horror movies. And uh, that's it. And maybe there'll be a part two. I don't know. I, I want to watch more ho- horror movies, but my wife's always busy. I'm always busy. So there you have it. I don't know how much I want to say about anything and everything, but here we go. Uh, a f- an episode or two ago, I said that I was going to become an aspiring voice actor. And I didn't mean that I was going to try and become an actual good voice actor. I, I meant it as a joke that I was actually going to become an aspiring voice actor who never found success for the rest of his life until death. Like, un- until death, I was not going to... Anyway. So, I don't know what switched in me, but I just decided, you know what? I'm going to fully go for it, and I'm going to try to do get into voiceover. And I just started looking back in my life. Like, there were clues in my life that I wanted to do this for many, many years. I I have this Adventures in Voice Acting DVD. And I looked at my Amazon history, and I bought it in 2009. I'm like, and I kept thinking, why did I buy this back in 2009? Like, obviously, I was interested in the voices behind the characters. But so I bought it, I watched it, I enjoyed it, and then I put it aside. Then I started thinking, why, why did I read Yuri Lowenthal and Tara Platt's book, Voice Over Voice Actor? Why did I purchase that and read it front to back if I didn't want to do, if I didn't want to become a voice actor? You know, there's all these clues. And like I have all these ebooks and courses on all this stuff. But I just never made the decision to fully go for it and until recently, about maybe a month ago. And because I work, I've never mentioned this before on the podcast, but I work at an Amazon warehouse. 
and it's tiring, it's exhausting. Exhausting's a synonym to tiring. And um I I don't plan well that's that's the thing. I could easily picture myself staying at Amazon for the rest of my life because it's kind of a brainless job and that's what I have excelled at for, you know, since graduating college is these brainless jobs that I excel at. I'm a, the ultimate paper pusher, the ultimate pencil pusher. And so I'm like, I, I could easily stay here, but I have no intention of moving up in the company. I don't think I, I don't think I finished my last story. I'm holding the mic in my left hand. That's how. It doesn't matter. Um, I have no. I have had no intention in moving up in any of my last jobs since 2007, when I when I graduated college started working in 2007. Never had any intention of moving up in any job. People have tried to push it onto me because these companies, man, they they just need warm bodies. They need somebody to blame. You know that well and I know that's not the case for everything, but in my opinion in my experience, they don't think you're the best person for the job. They don't want you to do a good job. They want someone to blame. They want someone else to be held account- accountable so that someone else can deal with all the shite. And they can, you know, go golf and do whatever, become rich off the hard work of their inferiors. And, you know, my my favorite jobs over the years, after working office jobs since 2000, for 12 years office jobs, my favorite jobs were the ones where the higher-ups just left me alone. And I would use their printers to f- print full-on like 50 page drum worksheets like sheet music and like they would just leave me alone and I just didn't care about the job at all that's my history uh, on this planet and then I would leave the job and then go look for more temp data entry jobs and I'm, that was my life for 12 years I'm like this is uh, something's wrong but this is my life this is me this is my personality this is my soul and I had just no intention of getting promoted, of progressing as a human being, of elevating into a higher uh, higher existence at all. Um, you know, I studied music in college. I, I, I enjoy the drums. I After college, I went to a video game sound design program for a year. Then I got... Uh, what What the hell am I talking about? point is just recently like i started thinking well i can't stay at amazon forever and i don't want to and it's not my fair to my wife who keeps she she keeps elevating her existence you know she started she came here from the philippines to the states she immediately became a cna and then studied to become a nurse and now she's a nurse she just recently finished some wound care treatment that her job paid her company paid for she's doing fine and she makes way more money than me and i know i i can't continue to be at amazon for the rest of my life so i decided well you know i gotta do i gotta try this voiceover thing and i i keep thinking about you know steven spielberg had a 
his documentary where he said um it was very inspirational he was like i was going to become a film i don't know why i did southern accent i was going to become a film director or i was going to die trying and he laughed right and that's a popular saying right i'm going to do this or i'm going to die trying uh, get rich or die trying and like george saint pierre i remember he had a workout program and he's he's intense when he works out he's like you have to work out as if your life depends on it I think most people don't do that. That's why most people are fat and obese and like ice cream such as I. But he's like, you have to push harder like your life depends on it. And I'm like, all right, easy there as I eat my Twix. And so the way I say it, I, I think a similar way, but it just sounds more depressing. The way I think about it is I would rather die than work in an office. It's the same thing. Like uh, I could phrase it, um, I'm going to get out of the corporate world or I'm going to die trying. That's the same thing. But my thought process is I would rather die than work in an office, even though I worked at offices for 12 years. So that's my mentality. Now I still have the depression and anxiety, but I'm hopeful now because I, I have a goal and I want to go for it and attain it. And over the past month, you know, I start. I contacted Keith Farley, um, who is an awesome teacher, coach, um, voice actor himself. And he he uh, voice directed Final Fantasy Fifteen. That's main the main reason why I chose him. Reached out to him and asked him about coaching got back to me right away and we have done two sessions since uh, through zoom um and it was kind of scary but i'm going for it i've been to a a zoom character online workout where you basically choose a character and you do your best to do perform the character and this the coach ariana ratner gives feedback um that was i actually registered for that last minute and i my alarm is 1 a.m i worked two shifts at amazon 3 to 7 8 30 to 12 30 got home no time to rest and go on zoom at like i think three and she, she kept saying more energy more energy and i'm like i don't think i have any more energy i drank a you know my fifth red bull for the day trying to get into character <laughs> And, you know, I audited a a work game workshop from Jeremy Hall, and that was awesome. I wish I got to um, participate, but I missed the cutoff. Uh, One of the big things that I recently did an improv class over Zoom, and I never thought in a million years I would ever do an improv class, but I did it and I actually liked it. It's very challenging and terrifying, but it was fun. And... I kind of want to do more. You know, every time I look up videos, how do you how do you get to be a better performer? And it's like take uh, or voiceover actor, take improv, improv, improv because it, they train you. It's a training that helps you be quicker. Like your mind gets quicker, your confidence boosts up, um, and you have seconds to go into a booth 
and look at a script that you've never seen before and you have seconds to make these decisions to create the character, create the world. And so I've been busy. You know, one of the issues, though, that all these workshops, all these classes take, uh, they cost a lot of money. And I think that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's, I think that's probably what discourages most people and why most people probably don't get into it or give up because they're like, coaching is like, what? Uh, Like, for example, and no judgment at all, but Bob Bergen is the voice of um, Porky Pig currently. And his hourly rate is 300 per hour. And that's, that's a lot of money. And again, no judgment, but he he's a big guy in the industry and he can command that kind of cash and that fee. And I'm, I have no doubt that he's booked up all the time and his courses and classes get uh, sold out. But that's, I really think that's what you have to do. You have to find uh, coaches and workshops and classes and improv and do anything and anything to get you the edge you know, I've been reading all, all these different books on the subject, uh, on, on acting, on voice acting and all this stuff. And I just, I want to dive in and, and do my best and go for it. So that's where I'm at. Um, I, th- this podcast will most likely slow down. I, I don't, I, I think if you are listening, thank you. Thank you dearly. Thank you dearly. But looking at the numbers, I don't think anyone's listening, which is fine. This is obviously has been more for me to, um, I, I vent, I vent and rant a lot and it's therapeutic. I should probably just maybe record myself and don't post it, um, as kind of a self therapy thing. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know, but this podcast will probably slow down because I'm basically using any and every uh, available minute to dedicate to this craft and learning and getting better and progressing. And like my YouTube channel, I, I'm very grateful for um, all the people who watched my videos, liked and replied and posted comments. That's probably going to slow down. My heart, my heart's really not into it. And Obviously, my priorities and my focuses are on something else at the moment. And, you know, you could have 50 good, nice comments and then one bad comment. Like, I got another comment on the last, on one of my videos, like, the developers already said blah, 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 blah. So I don't even understand why this is a question. Like, I'm just raising the discussion. Okay, the video was about calm and the thumbnail was like should they skip calm and final fantasy 7 rebirth and there are some people who are like the developers already said they're not going to skip any location like did you watch the video i made some interesting points you know i worked hard on the video but it, it doesn't matter and that's mentally emotionally exhausting um and you know, my YouTube channel originally started, like, my first videos were drums and video games. My first three, my first videos were a series on how to play Super Mario Brothers theme on drums. 
that was kind of I wanted to combine combine drums and video games. And then randomly, I decided to make a predictions video for Final Fantasy VII Remake. And that's the first one that took off. So I kind of went in a different direction. And I guess I just was never comfortable with it. But I'm like, well, you know, strategy says you sh- you got to double down on the videos that do well. I'm like, well, I started off on drums and videos, video games. And I remember a, a, a newsletter email I got from Matt Diavella who said, what kind of videos would you make if you knew no one would watch them? And, you know, that kind of hit home. It's like, I'm I'm making content to chase the views, the subscribers, and it's like not really aligning with what I I want to do. Like, I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm very excited for the sequels. But I'm making these videos like... And like my last video was a, a trip report to the distant world. It, it didn't did not do well. Most of my videos don't do well. But... I really like making that video. I like editing video. It's I find it fun. But overall, like just like this podcast, like the YouTube channel is kind of a mess and my heart's not really into it. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I enjoy the process of creating, but it's it's exhausting. It, it It's exhausting. And, you know, I like recording this podcast because it's, like I said, it's therapeutic, but whatever i i'm i'm not going to have a lot of time to be watching a lot of movies is my point um maybe if i have a f- some free time maybe if i just want to wind down i'll i'll get a chance but there you have it that's the update for me um let's just get to the quote unquote halloween special 2022 even though it's i just watched two horror movies that's it Let's start with X 2022. Um, According to the Wikipedia, X is a 2022 slasher film written, directed, and produced it, produced it, and edited by T.I. West. I got to drink some water. Give me a sec. I wonder if you could hear me gulping. Jesus Christ. It stars Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, Martin Henderson, Brittany Snow, Owen Campbell, Stephen Urie, and Scott Mescudi. I like this movie a lot. Um, I think it's the first time I've seen Mia Goth in anything. I'm not familiar with her. I think Jenna Ortega kind of stole the movie a little bit because that scream of hers, I... I I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought that was Mia Goth. And they don't really look like each other, but for me to watch that trailer and think it's Mia Goth, but it ended up being Jenna Ortega, kind of blew my mind. Martin Henderson I'm not familiar with, but I thought he was fine. New Zealand actor I'm reading here, he did a southern Texas accent, which I didn't, I wouldn't have guessed he was New Zealand actor. Brittany Snow was great in this and I <laughs> I know her from well the pitch perfect movies of course but I know <laughs> I know her from voicing Nominee from Kingdom Hearts so I'm like in a weird roundabout way you're seeing like Nominee topless in this movie 
Not really, but I'm just saying. Um, she was in Whisper of the Heart. I think I remember that small part, I believe. I think she was a child actor for a while. But I liked her a lot in this. And like Pat Walsh said, like I didn't think you would ever see Brittany Snow nude because I didn't think she was that kind of gal. Well, she is, Pat. She is. Owen Campbell, uh, not familiar with. I guess he played the nerd. Stephen Urey, his... Um, I guess he played the old guy. His name is not clickable on Wikipedia. And Scott Miss Cudi. I thought he was good. I don't think I've ever heard a Kid Cudi... I guess it's Miss Cudi. Uh, I've never heard of his music. I've now seen two movies where he acted in. Don't Look Up, one of the worst movies I've seen in recent history. And I didn't like I didn't like his scenes in it. It wasn't his fault. I just his scenes were not making me laugh in that movie. But I thought he was good in this movie, X. Um I highly recommend it. The thrills were upped a bunch in this movie. Obviously an obvious obvious homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I I knew I had a feeling that the old woman, Pearl, was being acted by a younger actress. I didn't know it was Mia Goth. This The slow scenes where she's just crawling into bed with um, Mia Goth is terrifying. And I kept shivering. like It was giving me a visceral reaction. I just kept going. Um, but I liked the movie a lot it's saucy it's spicy it's sexy i i want to watch pearl but my wife my wife um, my wife doesn't do horror in theater because she's afraid she will scream and i guess disrupt people so we're going to have to wait to see Pearl when it comes to streaming or Blu-ray, I guess. Um, the other day at my at Amazon, I told a friend, an Amazon friend of mine, that she I was telling her about X, and she said, "How did you watch it?" I said, "Oh, the Blu-ray. I bought the Blu-ray," and she started laughing. She was like, "What? You still buy those old Blu-rays?" I'm like, "Old Blu-rays? They still make them." So I think that's the attitude of most people now. They're like, nah, we have Netflix, HBO Max, and we're set. I'm like, jeez. Um, I didn't expect the laugh. That count out was crazy. But X, I highly recommend. It's very good, intense, scary. You know, we, we're not horror people, so I liked it a lot. Next up. I watched My Cousin Vinny. All right, so right away, uh, I'm going to cheat. Uh, this next one is not a ho uh, horror movie. I watched My Cousin Vinny. Never seen it. 1992, so that movie is, what, 30 years? Where is the Calculadora? Calculadora. Give me the calculator, man. Just give me the calculator. 2022 minus 1992. Jesus Cristo, this movie is 30 years old. 
Um, I believe I purchased it on Vudu and I purchased the Blu-ray because I'm bad with money like that. 1992 comedy film directed by Jonathan Lynn. His name sounds familiar. Let's check out his filmographer. He directed Clue, Nuns on the Run. I don't know what that is. Uh, Distinguished Gentleman, Greedy, Sergeant Bilko, Trial and Error, The Whole Nine Yards, The Fighting Temptations, and Wild Target. His last credit is 2010. He's 79. I guess he's just done. Um, written by Dale Lawner. Let's check out his Wikipedia. Um, screenwriter. He wrote Ruthless People. Um, wrote Blind Date, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, My Cousin Vinny, Love Potion Number 9, and Tom's New Heaven. Um, who also produced with Paul Schiff. The film stars Joe Pesci, Ralph Macchio, I almost said Macchiato, (coughs) Marissa Tomei, Mitchell Whitfield, Lane Smith, Bruce McGill, and Fred Gwynn in his final film appearance. I did not know that. That's kind of a bummer. My Cousin Vinny was a cr- critical and financial success with Pesci, Gwyn, and Tomei praised for their performances. Tomei won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Attorneys have also lauded the film for its accurate depiction of criminal procedure and trial strategy. Really? Um, I think I said this joke already. I'm not sure. I, I think I did, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Recently, I went to a jury duty, and the judge kept making the point is, out of all the TV shows and movies I've seen on in a courtroom, they never get it right. They never get it right. And then my joke is, really, Your Honor, have you seen the extraordinary Attorney Wu? I kind of stumbled on it. Um... I like this movie mostly for the cast. Like I like seeing Joe Pesci, um, Johnny, what? Not Johnny. Um, Daniel Larusso. I'm just gonna go ahead and say Marissa Tomei is my favorite. I'm not gonna put any sort of noun at the end of that phrase. I'm just gonna say she's my favorite. I love Marissa Tomei. Tomei. Um. She's great in this, and I love her. I love her. Um, by the way, I saw. I still get emails from Cora, and the there was a question on Cora that said, "What was?" I forget the phrase, but it was like, "What? What did Mar? What role did Marissa Tomei find disturbing?" So someone replied to this and said, "Marissa Tomei regrets playing the motherly figure in Spider Man." She knew that taking that role would be the end of her career, and she hated it, and she regretted it. Comments were disabled, and I looked it up, and I didn't find any sort of written proof about it. So people are just lying on Cora. Somehow that email got sent to me, and I read it. So I don't know what that person was trying to gain. I I have no idea if that's true or not. I'm going to go ahead and say... I don't think it's true. I'm sure she made a lot of money for that role. 
um and she was good in it she was one of the best things about those new spider-man movies um anyway um i just i i'm i'm kind of having a hard time enjoying these 90s movies because they feel very 90s and they feel cheesy and you know i probably like this a little bit more than jerry Maguire just because of the cast um but and i like joe pesci in in a comedy like he he's obviously great as like um what's the right word mobster gangster uh, guy in like goodfellas i haven't seen casino i all these movies i want to watch with my wife but we're both busy so i, I don't know um and i like him he's a good actor but then the movie just has this this layers of cheese on it which you know it's fine but i didn't watch this as a kid i'm watching it as a extremely late 30s year old man i don't know if you can hear my dog barking Um, I don't think it's getting picked up on the microphone. I don't see it on Audacity. By the way, I recently purchased the Barodynamic DT770 Pro headphones. And they are comfortable. I think that's the one of the biggest uh, pros of this headphones is the comfortable. And I, I watched a video from Mike Delgadio, Booth Junkie on YouTube, and he went through all these um had different types of headphones i never knew what open back headphones and closed back headphones until he showed it to me in the video i watched today keep in mind i have a bachelor's of arts degree from music and i studied video game sound design you'd think i would know some simple things like this but i, I don't i didn't but that's why we learn i don't know what that means um moving on but he and he mentioned like these on ear headphones and over the ear like i never i never saw the difference but i'm glad i got these i got these because of crispin freeman's uh recommendation on voiceactingmastery.com and these are the ones where like if you really want to upgrade you should check out these out um but he also mentioned that he has these AKG, I think, 240s for tracking, and he uses the Bear Dynamic DT, um, what is it, 77, for mixing. I don't know. I, I'm also confused because some sources say you need a little bit of audio engineering to become a voice actor. Some others say you need a lot of audio engineering. And then the Bradley, Bradley Baker who has had a very successful career in voiceover and he has this very um, popular blog i want to be a voice actor.com he says voice actors need to know very little about audio engineering because the file that you want to submit to the company the client the audio engineer they they want it the raw recorded voice so that is interesting that i'm getting some different perspectives um different opinions on that what the hell are we talking about my cousin Vinny? i 
I liked it, but it it is there is a lot of cheese in it, and nothing wrong with that. I mean, the movie opens with like uh, Daniel Larusso is talking to his friends, like, "No, I know my mom knows someone. My mom, my mom knows someone." He's like, "Oh, who, who do you know? Who do you know? My cousin Vinny." And <laughs> I'm like, "All right." Um, but it's fine. I, I think if I watched this at a, as a kid, I would have enjoyed it more and then had the nostalgia for it. All right, last movie for this quote-unquote Halloween special 2022 is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Finally watched this. Watched it with my wife. 2019 horror film directed by Andre Overdahl. I know his name from the We'll See You in Hell podcast. Looking at his picture, he if you squint and like shake your head back and forth and are drunk, he kind of looks like a, a chubby Ewan McGregs. Um, I'm just going to say that. He was a writer-director on Troll Hunter, director of The Autopsy of Jane Doe. He directed Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, directed Mortal... I don't know what that is. And he is directing the upcoming The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Um, Zoe Coletti. It's okay. We can talk about. She is currently aged 20. So it's it's fine. Um, I, I like this movie. I think it had a, a good, a strong start. And it was... It was fun how the story kind of went together. The, I guess the issue I have, like one of the friends, Chuck, was kind of annoying, but I know that was the role. He was supposed to be annoying. And I don't know. The, uh, around the time they were in the jail and the jangly man came into the picture, I feel like the movie, to me, kind of came to a screeching halt and I, I kind of lost interest a little now how much did I lose interest I did lose interest when the jangly man and the CGI I thought it was pretty bad and you know everyone the director producer studio everyone thought the CGI was good enough to be released so I, I don't know um I just thought the CGI was pretty bad. What's funny is that my wife would start screaming because you you know a scare is coming, like when Augie is under the bed and he's looking around the room for the the toe lady. You know a scare is coming, and my wife would st- like start screaming already, and I'm like, it hasn't happened yet. Um, and then like the the scene with the spiders like she we kept going ew 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 and then by the time those bad cgi spiders came out we were both silent we were both like eh, okay um so i don't know i don't know if there's any way to improve the cgi but i thought it was pretty bad and i thought it was a pretty fun movie um you know i remember as a kid being terrified of are you afraid of the dark and it would always come on on snick saturday night nick i would never watch it i would hate the intro 
I the few episodes I have seen were very scary to me. So I would say this is a good movie for probably well, I don't know cuz kids probably get into horror earlier. I I don't know. Um I would say 12, 13, 14 maybe if your kids like horror. But even my wife and I I mean, we weren't terrified. It's fun it's fun scares. Um but I I recommend it if you haven't seen it and it is it's geared towards like the are you afraid of the dark uh, RL Stein goosebumps audience um quadrant if you will. So fun movie and obviously the end sets up a a sequel. Um so yeah, good movie. So the winner out of these three, I would definitely say is X. X is was awesome, and I, I really want to see Pearl, but my wife. And good to see a Dean Norris of Breaking Bad fame in this movie. And um, that's all I have for this episode. Unfortunately, I'm only at the 37 minute mark. Um, I don't really feel like looking at the news. Um, I'm. I am feeling kind of tired at the moment. Um, it's very difficult navigating through. Also, I I recently got the full-time offer at Amazon, and I really thought about, like, should I do it? Should I not? Um, and I'm pursuing this thing, but this thing requires money. So I ultimately, like, my wife's like, I, I think you should do it. You know, we always need money. I'm like, sure, but now... Uh, you know, there's these, I'm already trying to change my schedule because I want to attend like more classes and stuff, but so we'll we'll see. And uh, I feel like I'm going to get this done or I'm going to die trying. And that's fine. We all got to go sometime. Um, Thank you for listening. I hope you're doing well. Um, I hope your pets are well and thriving. I hope you take care of yourself and each other. Uh, Don't abandon your friends like all of mine did. R.I.P. Robbie Coltrane. You know, it was pretty sad because I saw saw someone posted on this Insta story, R.I.P. Hagrid. And then I kind of got shocked for a little bit. I looked it up. He was 72, I think. And it's not far off, I don't think, to say that he was one of the best things about the Harry Potter movies, if not the best. Or maybe, you know, that might go to Alan Rickman. But Robbie Coltrane was definitely at the top of the list for those things. And my friend, Germsboro, he and I are pretty big. He's... We're pretty big Harry Potter fans. I I would say he's a bigger Harry Potter fan than I. And we just kind of texted back and forth reminiscing about Robbie Coltrane. And I told him, like, man, that's that whole opening section with Hagrid is so great where um, he comes to the Dursley's house and he introduces himself. And then after 10 seconds of knowing Harry, it's very telling that Harry would be willing to leave 
with Hagrid after living the first 10 years of his life under these terrible, terrible Dursley people. And the whole section with Hagrid at Diagon Alley carrying in the um, owl, blanking on his name, Hamlet, Hamlet, Holmoffafri, um, uh, uh, Howlet, Ugh. and he, he. I mean, it's cliche to say he was larger than life, but I guess it's true. And he brought a lot of warmth and goodness and humor to that role. That's really the only role I know him from. But that's a heck of a role. I think he was in a TV show, but I don't. I couldn't tell you what name it was. Um, R.I.P. to Robbie Coltrane, and I told my friend Jeremy that Hagrid can say hi to Dumbledore number one, Richard Harris, and Snape. Um, I just said his name. Rick. God damn it. Snape. Come on, don't look it up. Don't look it up. I just said his name. Rick Overton? Rick Sherman? I, I Now I don't think I said his name. I think I just called him Snape. Rick... Dalton? <laughs> Damn it. <sighs> <laughs> Rick Allenman, Alan Rickman. Anyway, R.I.P. Robbie Coltrane. Um, I'm stalling, I guess. I'm at the 42-minute mark now. So I hope you're doing well. I hope you embrace your dreams. I really think that life's too short to be stuck in a cubicle. Um, I know it works for most of the world, if you are content in that setting, then who am I to judge? Who am I to say anything? It did It did not work for me. I, I, I really feel like I was... I felt like I didn't belong in, an, in a cubicle, but because I've suffered from depression and anxiety for 15, 20 years at this point, that's probably a stretch. Um, I, fe- I kind of felt like I deserved to be there. Like, I, I don't deserve success in, in the arts. I don't deserve to be a musician. Um, but I, I was planning on ranting about... Oh, I did rant about YouTube. There was more I wanted to talk about, but I guess... Should I say it here? That's pointless. I don't think... If, if anyone was listening, they're surely not listening now at this point because I was going to wrap up the movie. Let me just get these YouTube thoughts out of my head. YouTube, you know, there's a lot of good things about YouTube, obviously, but there's a lot of bad things. YouTube is social media. It's just another social media. It's a long-form video um, platform of social media. And, you know, um, the thing that I I remember telling my friend, a, a drummer acquaintance of mine, because his he's in a band and he's in a very good band and he posted videos on YouTube and he quickly got over the thousand subscriber mark. And I, I'm still at four seventeen after two plus years. Cause, and that's something that most people have to realize. My 
you have to be aware that your content is not that good. That's why you're not growing. And his content, my friend's content was very good. That's why he was able to go over a thousand very quickly. Um, and I told him, congrats on getting over a thousand subscribers. He's like, oh, thanks. And I said, now you can monetize. He's, And then he said, oh, I don't really feel like getting a few cents and putting my audience through that. Like I'd rather be more connected to them and not put ads. And I, at the time I was very annoyed because I think me and I'm in a position like I would love to get any sort of money from creating videos on YouTube. Like even since like those add up and you can say I'm making income from YouTube. And his response was kind of smug and annoying. But then over time I realized like he's right. And, you know, I'm I'm not trying to knock people who put ads in their videos. Uh, that's that's the goal. That's that's most, if not all, maybe not all. But all, that's if you get if you are able to monetize YouTube, you do it. That's what you're supposed to do. But for me, like I started to agree with him. I'm like, um, I hate ads, hate, hate, hate ads. So I'm going to create these videos on topics that people resonate with and they like and enjoy and they interact with me. And then I'm going to pay them back by putting ads in my stuff and decreasing the user experience. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Also, like if I was a coach or teacher or was teaching things of value, like drums, for example, I could somehow maybe make money that way, like have a free course and that leads to a paid course and other things but with a gaming channel you can't really do that like i'm not i'm not going to put a program together and charge people with a gaming channel i'm just talking about final fantasy 7 and so the only real way to monetize is through ads maybe i'm wrong about that you know there's memberships and such but um i i don't i hate the, like the the titles and the thumb thumbnails like if you've been doing this stop doing that try this and as part that's part of the strategy you have to put a conflict in the viewer's mind so that they look at the thumbnail they look at the title and it makes them want to click and at that point i can't help but you know i, I can't help but overanalyze this and i start to think so we are in the business of manipulating the minds of people. We are trying to trick them into clicking our content, like clickbait everything. And I know it's not all like that. And I know there's a lot of goodness on YouTube too. You know, one of my favorites is... Um, I forget the name. I haven't seen his videos in a while. But he he basically reviews phone cell phone cases. And he does it in such a unique and interesting way that I could watch that for hours. I haven't watched it in years, but I could watch it for hours. That's how good the videos are and it's very interesting and intriguing. Um I'm blanking on the name. Um damn it he he's i think he's asian canadian 
not that that matters but and and that's good like see, he started making videos started reviewing cell phone cases and other accessories it starts with an e expressionista uh, accessorize me that's it accessorize me it's like it's like accessorize but with an e accessorize me his videos are very good um so people who are talented and have something to offer the world i think you can succeed on youtube my channel is just like i said my heart's not really into it and i i want to talk about i want to do other things i might start posting more drum videos if but again i have my real estate energy mental health emotional health dedicated towards this voiceover thing but who knows it, it might peter out very quickly and i might just give up on everything and end up homeless in which case if you go to the la convention center behind behind beehive say hi just in case i stole that joke from kevin james he on the king of queens he was talking to deacon he said we're strapped for cash next time you call a phone sex line be nice just in case <laughs> implying that it might be carrie his wife <sighs> heavy sigh heavy sigh i also don't really like the name odd drummer gaming and i i don't know should i should i just start over should i just start my life over should i just become a fetus should this just all become the end of what dreams may come starring robin williams rest in peace should i just hit a hard reset on my whole life should i should i anyway thanks for listening um i hope you're well thank you bye